together you know, one day it's covid i kind of like it though yeah it's all right it's uh it's it's like arts and crafts rather than like bits and pieces you know. <laughs> ying and yang i'll line it up and then that'll all just sound people will be like what do they mean it's not together it sounds together yeah. well listen you don't know the <laughs> truth audience <laughs> exactly it's all smoke and mirrors oh girl you are moving this week i know i'm i'm going to colorado I'm going to be in a place with less people, and it's going to be great. Oh, I love this. And some nature. I mean, we're packed in, like, sardines in Los Angeles. Let's just be real. What? So, I'm going to the suburbs. <laughs> I, what? Oh, you're not in, like, a sardine? Excuse me, Miss Fancy Pants. I know. You've been here. Look at I got all the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you can't tell that was sarcasm, get ready for the podcast. Here we come. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's it's hot here. We are going to, you know, try and keep it together and not sweetly sweat our way through this episode. No guarantees. No guarantees, but perhaps we should not chatter too long by ourselves and instead get right to our gift. Yes, let's do it. All right, today we have all too well-seasoned actor, producer, writer, and documentary connoisseur. Well, I don't want to say her name yet. You've probably seen her in some of Hollywood hit TV shows like Better Things, What If, Counterpart, or, you know, just to hit the nail right on the head, Netflix, Hollywood. In addition to her impressive acting career, she has written and produced thought-provoking and timely short films, as well as been a maverick within the Black Lives Matter movement. These quarantine days, she is consistently calling representatives, Mm. writing letters, signing petitions, and fighting for the rights of all of us. Love it. Back in England, Dion was able to attend the prestigious Drama Center School. For reference, some of the alums are Michael Fassbender, Tom Hardy, Amelia Clark. You know, should I go on? Nah, you get it. Just a couple of little slouches, you know. (laughs) She graduated with honors and then worked in touring companies and French theater before she made the leap across the pond to us. Dion and I met by chance outside of a cafe. And I could not be happier. Sarah and I are so excited to have her on the podcast today. Absolutely. Welcome to the podcast, Dion Nee. Yay! Yay! Guys, that was such a wonderful intro. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are so excited. I met you through Clarissa because you had met previously yeah. to meeting in there, but in uh, Griffith Park, right? A little yeah. trails action? Yeah, uh, yeah trails. I love I know. that place. I, I'm so, I don't go up there right now, but yeah, I love that place. I hope it survives. <laughs> Me too. I do well, too. I've been up there and there has okay. been a ton of people there. A ton oh, okay. of people. So, well, that's good and yes, bad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, this is not for me, but good luck. <laughs> yeah. I get it because it's a walk up, right? Yeah. So I guess that they're like, oh, it's kind it's, of like. Yeah. And it's in the open. They don't have anything inside. So they can yeah, do it. Still, totally. Totally. But I still, I'm shout the same out as you. I'm to like, Trails Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Trails. Yes. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Trails. And by sponsored, I mean free advertising because it's a great place. Y'all should go there. <laughs> 
by sponsored. Hopefully, we're bringing them business, and we will get nothing so, in return. Yeah, but I it's mean, cool. but if you want to send over some muffins, the treats, they're great. Yes, uh, I love uh, them. I think there was a them. nice veggie quiche there. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, the quiche. quiche. Yeah, and they make yeah. their own oatmeal. <laughs> They make their own oat milk. So I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. They make their, oh, yep. they make their own almond yeah. milk with their own like in-house dates. Totally. But let's move on <laughs> to the podcast. So this is now the Trails podcast. <laughs> oh, um, so basically what we do in the very beginning is we kind of want to do a point by point, you know, quick rundown of your reason for being an orphan. <laughs> so yeah. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll give you. (laughs) Oh God! Um, We are getting. I can give you a quick. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna get deep and dirty. So I will um, give you a quick little rundown of mine as an example. So I my mother was diagnosed with cancer when I was ten. She passed away when I was twelve. But in the meantime, my father died of uh, a cirrhosis of liver and kidney failure when I was 11. So I became a full orphan at 12, moved in with my aunt and my uncle. And now I am a fully functioning adult who goes to therapy. Yay! Yay, therapy! This also sponsored by therapy. (laughs) 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 Because we all should just be going. Yes. Absolutely. Even though I'm not actually in therapy right now, I'm looking for a therapist. But yeah. Oh, try the Maple Counseling Center. Sponsored by the Maple Counseling Center. Shout out. They're Um, great. (laughs) And also by Doctors on Demand, which is how I see my therapist right now. Okay. Thank you, ladies. We're we're here for the resources, right? (laughs) We'll put some referrals on the old Insta. So that's kind of like the rundown, like a quick point by point, shoot by shoot, problem by problem, trauma by trauma. Trauma by trauma. I love it. Okay. So um, I lost my mom. Actually, I hate that word loss. It's not like I've confined her now. So, I mean, I can. I know where she's buried. So loss just seems like a I was like, technically you have. (laughs) Yeah, totally. She's more confined now than she was before. Ever before. I know. She really is she in, really in is one, one place. One place I can find her. <laughs> I know. She's always there. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh. So, yeah. Um, she passed away um, just before my 18th birthday. She was, it was all of a sudden, she had a stroke. Well, no, actually, let's yeah. go back. She had fibroids of the womb and she had never wanted to get a hysterectomy because she felt that, the moment that her womb Mm. was gone, even though she'd already had two children and she weren't going to be having any more, she just felt that her um, womanhood was being taken away from her, which at the time seems rational. And then you realise it's not rational. You don't need it anymore. Anyway, so she was suffering a lot. And it's her body, her choice. And so I would say uh, she was, yeah, so she was bleeding a lot and um, it turned into a stroke. She got put into hospital and then she um, had the tumour removed, but it didn't really, I suppose it didn't really take. It seemed like five weeks she was doing really well. And then the six weeks she went bad and then she had another stroke and a urine infection Mm. and her body couldn't cope. And then she passed away. And that was when she was, when I was 18. Mm. And then my father didn't pass away until 20 odd years later when I was 39 and from he'd had diabetes and had been sick from day dot like my mum would have always been the healthy one 
so it seemed. Mm -hmm. So it was always seemed that he was going to be the first to go. But he, yeah, he didn't. And um, due to diabetes complications, he had um, an amputation and then he had heart problems and all sorts of things. And he just wasn't looking after himself. So by the time it got round to going to the hospital, the doctors were like, his body is full of acid. It's just, mm -hmm. if your body's not equal acid and um, alkaline, you're, obviously your organs can't cope and his started to shut down. And so I was living here and flew back to see meaning him because I Los knew. Meaning Los Angeles? Meaning Los Angeles, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I flew back and then that day, the next day he died. So oh, wow. blessings on the fly back and that I got that flight. I don't know if he was holding on for a bit longer, but yeah. So, and then he died in the hospital. Yeah. And that's how I became an orphan. Oh, wow. And still haven't really dealt with it. <laughs> I have not done, I have not done therapy whatsoever. Well, if it's any consolation, like I lost my parents when I was, uh, you know, uh, in middle yeah. school and yeah. I only just got into therapy, what, two years ago? Oh, okay. So... Yeah. I mean, not yeah. that that's okay, but <laughs> no. No, but listen, there's always time for therapy. Exactly. You can it's always learn, grow and heal. Absolutely. Truly. And it is not the only way that you can do work. So, um I would assume you've probably done other work. Now, Deanne, do you have yeah. siblings too or Yeah, okay. I have a younger sister. She's 3 years younger. Okay. Yeah. And is she still in England yes. or is she She is. Oh. Yeah, she's still in England, still in London. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. Yeah, it's been a bumpy ride. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to unpack, and yeah, really yeah, it really is. Um, it's one of the th things where, I mean, that's how we met and started talking. And it's it, it when you lose a parent, even whether you lose one or two, um, there's a there is a club. There is yeah. no one understands it until they lose a parent, and especially when you're younger. Yes. Like my mother's death was significantly harder, obviously, because it's my mom, obviously, because I'm younger. But when my dad passed away, it just seemed like, oh, I see. I understand now what this is all about. So my grieving process was completely different, I would say. I can totally relate to that because my yeah. father's death was um, very unexpected, at least for me. You know, I don't know if right. they knew ahead of time, but I had no idea. Right. And my mother, the cancer slowly but surely took over. Mm. So, and not that it was easier because, right, it's your mother. It's, you know, it's a little, right. I, I was really close to my yeah. mom. Um, but it is a different kind of grief. You know, there's a, there's different types of grieving, I think, that happens when it's sudden and unexpected and yeah. when it's prolonged and, you know, you see health issues and you see the deterioration. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. It's a different, yeah. it, I mean, it's just as painful, right? But it's a different yeah. kind of grief, like the understanding <laughs> that it's coming versus not knowing it's coming. Yeah, yes. it's, it's a strange, strange part of it, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I lost both my parents suddenly. Oh, wow. My dad passed of a virus when I was 16. He had, I know, which is, again, we've had plenty of talk, my therapist and I, about some shit is coming <laughs> up right now. <laughs> Just in general, like if you've lost people, like you're right, it is a funny word. You've lost, they've passed. If they're no, I feel like I often say like they're no longer earthly. Yes. I'm like, they're here somewhere. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Absolutely. But they're just like not physically in front of me anymore, but both suddenly in different ways. So I lost him to a virus and then my mom was similar to yours in the sense that she had 
not had a stroke, but she had had a heart surgery because she had a heart condition she was born with and was doing great. Five weeks later, like had, was out at home, recovered, was supposed to go back to work the next day and then never oh showed up. Which, bless her work colleagues, like she was so beloved there and they were such great people that like they went looking for her. Because they were like, this, this isn't right. right. She yeah. should be here. Also, small town, right? right? Like, that's so lovely. Yeah. Although, I do feel like I have my support system here that, like, like if I had told Clarissa that I was showing up to the job that we both worked at, if I hadn't showed up and I told her, like, I, she would have probably texted me at least to be like, um, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, and also, we, we both happened? had, like, there were other people at work, too, that I think I would have been like, hey, I, I texted Sarah. She's supposed to be here. Has anybody heard from her? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Um, no, it's the same here. Like, I feel like that is one of my, when the earthquakes were, you know, a couple of weeks uh, ago, my whole feeling is, would anyone come looking for me? Because I'm on my own. And I'm like, would anyone? <laughs> we're, we're, uh, um, uh. But, I, I, but I have close enough friends that I'm sure they'd be like, shit, we haven't heard from Dion in a while. Uh, of course, but you just <clears throat> got to give us the deets. You're on the list, yeah, girl. Thank you, We ladies. will check. In. Thank you. We will make Thank sure. You. I mean, not Clarissa. She's. I'm yeah. not She's calling. calling. I'm not calling anybody. <laughs> I am cutting ties. I don't know y'all. I'm doing my thing. Okay, listen. She's like, I am I'm done, done with LA. In- I am till washing I yeah. my hands, y'all. <laughs> That's gonna be me. It's like deuces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm out. But it is, it is kind of fascinating, like, when you, I feel like the pandemic, we obviously have been talking mm. about it a lot on the podcast because it is happening to all of us, but also something that gives us all thoughts mm. and, like, about your family structures, your support Absolutely. systems, like, what are those things? Yeah, and it, it is interesting that I, again, talked with both Clarissa and my therapist much about this, but, like, I have feelings on both sides. I'm both thankful my parents aren't here oh for this God, yes. because I don't worry yes. about them. Yeah, tell tell me like have you been having that thought Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Absolutely because yeah. my parents would be around how old am I? <clears throat> I'll keep that to myself. Um so my parents <laughs> you you do your own yeah, math. Yeah, you do your right? <laughs> like do my math and like uh yeah, I'm going to keep my age to myself. Um they would be around 86, 87, 86, yeah. So obviously in a really high risk age. Right. And I would, living here and them there and just how crazy people are. At least, I mean, listen, if they were living in America, I'd be more afraid um, yeah. than if they were living in London. Because it's not, people do still not wear masks and there is still stuff politically going on. But I just, I feel I would be feel a little bit more secure. Well, and it, being there at least in England, they have the NHS yeah. versus here where you're just put in a gutter. Uh, <laughs> Yep. basically in a car park yeah. yeah um absolutely so um but yeah no I do when when this all started I was like I'm really really thankful <laughs> for once about them not being around for this and not having to worry about them which is also a strange feeling yeah, right absolutely how, how are you that I'm like every day I wish for you back <laughs> when we've spent all yeah. of our lives going I'm pissed I'm upset. I am not grateful that this happened. And now I'm here going, oh, no, I'm yeah. super grateful. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Blessings. yeah, it's like such a, like, it's such a strange yeah. feeling. It's just, it just basically, it's one less thing that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Or two less things that I don't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would be. Yeah, I think a lot of people are having to deal with 
the idea of their parents being gone for the first mm. time during this yeah. this pandemic. And oh, yeah. that kind of realization, I don't envy. I, you know, it's one of those things where if I have a friend who's going through it, I'm like, yeah, we could talk, you know, because I've been through it. But yeah. also, like, that is a painful realization to have, especially at a time where you can't even go see them, really. Yeah. 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 Because, uh, like... I've, yeah, I've never, with both my parents, both dying in hospital, to know that if that situation was now and we wouldn't be able to see them and to say goodbye, I I don't know. I I mean, that's one of the hardest parts. That's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. A lot of people who aren't taking it seriously, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you could, you, people are dying alone alone i mean we all die alone right but that idea of not having the comfort of your family whether you can speak or not just knowing that they're there whether you're or just in for the family's peace of mind and for closure like i always feel that's really important when when a death is taking place is the closure for yourself whatever that may be and sometimes it is sitting in a hospital going i'm just here and that is enough Mm -hmm. to know that i can move on with this yeah so yeah to be going through that um that experience right now i don't i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy yeah at all absolutely I and both my parents because they died suddenly mm. they were both passed at home right. so it's an interesting thing for me that I'm like I do still think about them being alone yeah. in those terms yeah. that like I had to grieve and work through that for a long time including I do still have some suspicion that my mom did not just pass away in her sleep like right. they say but I have gotten to a place where I am like oh how will knowing that reality actually serve yeah. me absolutely but but when you're going through it, and even like you said, it's still you're still going through it. There's still moments. There's moments of me the same with guilt yeah. with my more with my dad than my mother. Guilt mm-hmm. of not staying in the hospital twenty four seven. Like because I flew in, I literally put down my bags. I didn't even take off my coat. And my dad didn't look well. So my dad had been in a wheelchair for ten odd years, and um, when I came home, I hadn't seen him for about. Two years, two years, I think I hadn't gone home, but we talked on a regular. So I get home, I put my bags down and I look at him. I'm like, he doesn't look good. So I feel his skin. He's really cold. And I'm like, this is insane. I know England's cold, but your body, you're inside and we have central heat and you shouldn't be cold. Right. Right. And his tongue is inflamed red. And I look and I'm like, okay, I'm going to call the hospital. I'm going to call the ambulance. And he's like, don't know. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He's very, was a very stubborn man. Very stubborn. (laughs) And and I was like, I'm not here to hear any of your complaints and what you want. This is what's going to happen. So we call the ambulance. He gets to the hospital. They do checks. And the doctor comes back and she says, you know, he's, um, it's bad. But we've heard this before. My dad has been in and out of hospital for years. And they've always gone, your dad's really bad. He's not going to make it. And we've all gone, oh my God. And then a week later, my dad's back. And he's back home. And we're like, Mm. I don't know what they're talking about. I felt it was this scenario. Because he literally was in his chair. He was fine. And he was talking and he was coherent. And he was miserable. 
So I was like, mm. you know, he's cool. He's not like, you know, when you're sick, but you know, that whole thing of being unwell, you can tell him like, oh, I don't feel good. And I'm, he, he, none of that was happening. He wasn't moaning or complaining. He was just like, stop fussing over me. I'm fine. Just let me watch my TV. So when we get into the hospital, the doctor's <laughs> like. <laughs> the most dad thing ever. Completely. The doctor's like, uh, um, he's not doing too good. We were both like, well, he was complaining two seconds ago. I think he's going to be fine. So we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go home to sort the house out. We come back the mm. next day and he's passed away. And wow. that will forever be, I will forever feel guilt about that. Because I'm like, even mm. though there's nothing I could have done, yeah. um, I could have been away and gone down and gotten a coffee and come back and he could have passed. Like, there's all so many different scenarios that I've gone through. But yeah, the guilt of going, I left my loved one alone. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, but it's mm. no go ahead sorry no 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 you didn't I just I trailed off into the into the unknown you went into the void <laughs> into the <laughs> into the void of wow yeah it, it it never gets easier or you just you I I shouldn't say for you I have felt that I just become a little bit more older and wiser and more sensible going, you can't stop somebody's death. Yeah. And, you know, if you can control the circumstances, you would, but you can't and you can't see in the future. So as long as they knew that you they yeah. were loved, I think that's all you can do, yeah. really, is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you didn't, I, I and I'm not going to uh, invalidate <laughs> how you feel in any way, but I, he did know you were there. Exactly. You were in the hospital. Totally. And he was telling you to leave him the hell alone. So, <laughs> oh my God, constantly, constantly. So part to the point, of me that's is like, I, you gave him what he wanted. That's why I left. That's why I left. I literally yeah. was like, yeah. he's like miserable. And I was like, you know what? You're too uncomfortable. I, I will go and I'll fix up the house. Wait, ready for you to come back. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And that's all you can do. Which also, you know, sometimes maybe, no, who's to say, but I think, yeah, I know you know, saying. a lot of times people do know when it's coming and they don't mm-hmm. want their loved ones to see them like that. And I, I can understand that too. You know, like he could have been feeling really worse than ever and just Absolutely. putting on a show just because he didn't want you. And of course, I'm totally. I'm speculating. Yes, but absolutely, I totally agree. I mean, that's how I've chosen to to accept it and deal with it. That yeah, he because he didn't want me to fly back. Mm. He was angry that I flew back. Mm. He didn't want the fuss. So I could imagine him just being like, "I just need you to leave so yep. I can do my thing." So yeah, yeah, and he's in a better place. <laughs> seriously (laughs) it's true and it's a fascinating thing that when you like kind of get to the realization that also the pain is for the living yes even if they say the the worst case scenario happened which is not what i'm saying about your father obviously but like that they were alone or it was a traumatic death or like when you think about people who have passed because of yeah traumatic events things that it's like they're not in that trauma anymore actually only you are they are like when we say they're in a better place it's funny because i feel like it's become a thing of like for them where it really actually should be for us like they're in a better place is actually like that is your cue to say you get to let it go you actually don't have to hold on to that they're not in pain anymore they're not in suffering you are yes going through all this at such a young age or in general let me 
it's not even at a young age. It's just yeah. going through this. Let's be real. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am weirdly not afraid of death at all. I'm like, yes, please Same. let me go before everybody I love because I don't want to deal with it. And yes. you know, like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want funerals. I don't want cars. Yeah. I don't yeah. want. Yeah, none of it. So I'm yeah. like, I am not actually afraid of death. I'm afraid of death for everybody that I love, but I'm not afraid mm. of death for myself because I'm like, once yeah. I die, you know, what do I care? I'm gone. No, <laughs> I yeah. Ain't yeah. Whatever happens next is just going to happen. <laughs> exactly. No fighting it. There's no point. Yeah. 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 Absolutely no. agree. Absolutely agree. But I also think my when my grandfather got sick, he had a stroke as well. I just happened to be coming home for that couple of weeks or like a month because my mom had passed and we had to clean the house out to sell it. Mm. So on my way home, like I was before I left in the morning, I actually don't remember now if it was the night before or whatever. Basically, the family called and said, Grandpa's gone into hospital. He had a stroke. We're all getting there. So my brother, like we got there. I got straight in the car. We drove down to be with the family. And my grandfather was a very bright man. And he didn't have control of his speech after yeah, his stroke. Sure. But also he could type. And he was typing out like old like practice typing phrases like the quick brown fox or whatever and yeah so like we were like oh he still he has his cognizance with him but he basically ended up saying to me both between typing and the words that he could get out please go take care of that house please go take care of that stuff please so it is interesting that like i don't think it is totally winsome to say like oh he your dad may have wanted you to leave or these things again it's all speculation but it is these things that we get to realize that like this moment and a person's life is also about them absolutely because you just triggered something and because he kept on saying i he kept on saying i haven't worked out stuff yet i've got still more stuff to do some paperwork to do and i haven't worked out Mm. all the paperwork which we found out he didn't um (laughs) because then we had to take care of it but but you know what i mean all of a sudden he's like my papers aren't in order and we kept on going don't worry about that that's Mm. neither Mm. here nor there it's all good don't worry about it just take care of healing so that's so interesting that those are the things exactly that you know you see these little moments like with my mom we it was it was a holiday weekend. It was um, Easter. She died on Good Friday. Um, but we never she, mm-hmm. we never had a conversation. We saw her. She was very irritable. Maybe there is something to do with irritability in my family. <laughs> Before they pass. <laughs> they're like, I'm really irritable. <laughs> something just, feels they're like, think, oh. I'm just pissed. I know what's coming. I'm pissed. <laughs> I know. Literally. <laughs> Because all of a sudden I'm like, wait, mum was also irritable, but she wanted to leave the hospital. She was like, I'm done. I'm done with being here Mm. and I want to go home. I want to be with you guys. I don't want to be in this stupid hospital, um, which which we all understand. Um, But uh, we, we, you know, kept on reassuring her. It's not time to go yet. It's not time to go yet. And then we left and then she passed. Mm. So that whole, um, that was the thing. Like we always go through me and my sister like if we'd taken her home if we'd listened to her what would have happened but she probably would have passed at home yeah you know yeah i think when it's your time, right and then would you have been able to forgive yourself for taking her out of there in the like even though again you could have yeah like it's such a hard balance absolutely because to know that oh we took her out and she passed who's who's a doctor here right who could have done anything (laughs) so yeah it probably would have been worse Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's interesting. So I'm reading on death and dying. I want to um, this book. But it's 
it's like a 50 year old book mm. and it's a woman who uh there's a new one to a newer one called on grief and grieving and then there's another one um i'll send you the third i'll send you the mm. links to them but um i think we're gonna yeah. have a book club with at ah, least one of them good. we're thinking about starting That's one such a great idea yeah so again you're <laughs> yeah. on the list thanks but the, she's a psychologist who did research on people who are passing, receiving palliative care, or in basically, I'm not very far into mm. it, so I can't speak to it very much yet, other than to say the first part is about how as medicine got better, we started having people pass in hospital instead of at home and what that does to the collective psyche even of children that like we now shield children from this which yes, actually I think can bad. stunt their process mm, of grieving i agree because they yeah like they have the they're adept at handling more than you think yeah. and also when you explain it just as part of life it doesn't become this monster in the closet Absolutely. right and literally like if if we're handling having a child being born then we then you have to get to, to know that you're gonna die everything yeah. Yeah, dies exactly yeah. So yeah, I absolutely no, that's, agree. That's interesting because since I was a child, I remember for the longest time and I realized it once I was maybe in college or mm-hmm. it could have been like senior year of high school that mm. I had kind of created this fantasy in my head that cause they shielded me from my parents' death, right? My, my dad... He was in um, the hospital and I didn't even know I was sent to like a friend's house for a sleepover right. and thought that I was just at a sleepover. And then with my right. mother, she got put into a nursing home because the cancer had metastasized and gone to her brain and stuff. Right. So I was kind mm-hmm. of shielded from both of them. And I realized later on that I had this idea that I was going to run into them. Like just randomly on the street one day, I would I would run into them because it was some conspiracy. And mm-hmm. they weren't like, you know, my little child yeah. brain had kind of just. Yeah. And not even with um like all this it wasn't based in reality and I knew that, but there was a part of me that was hoping that that part was right. And that this conspiracy that I had in the back of my head, like I would see my mother from behind or my father from behind and run up and turn them around and they'd be there. And I think it was because I was shielded from all of it. I didn't, I mean, I saw my dad was his funeral and we've talked about this before. It's funny things to happen in a funeral, but um, my father was in uh, (laughs) an open casket. My mother was cremated, so I didn't see her her body. But my my father, I did see his body, right, embalmed, and he looked crazy. Weird. So Dead crazy. bodies are the weirdest. <laughs> yes. They are not. They are not the people that you know. No, they they're not. just I've, his. Uh, both times, his face was pooled, like his face, yeah. the skin yes. around his face was just pooled yes. below. He had like this pool yes. of skin, you know, like it had sunken in. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, my dad was, I don't even know how old he was when he passed, but like his, when you're alive, your skin is against your muscles and the mm-hmm. muscles were just not holding the skin up. So it kind of pulled around his face. And I remember looking at him being like, that is not my father. That's what I felt with my mom. And, yeah. even, and I saw her in the hospital. So they called us to say that she had passed. We came to the hospital. So I saw her and she was still warm. And then mm. she didn't have a funeral. She didn't. But it was, the funeral didn't um, take place until two weeks. That, that didn't make it sound like she didn't plan it. Like She was late. She was. <laughs> she didn't make the arrangements. We were all like, so what's going on with this party? No flowers. Like, you know what, I'm busy. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> I've kind of like I've moved on to another you know, realm. Like uh, I, I don't know, it's not my here. thing anymore. Yeah. Like that's on you. <laughs> yeah, 
Like what? <laughs> Um, oh, got, that's very funny. So yeah, when two weeks, um, because it was because it was Good Friday that she passed. It seems that lots of people pass away during the holidays, mm. and so there was a backup. So we didn't um, get to bury her for two weeks. So then when the coffin wow. came, and we had the coffin come to the house because we were like, yeah, she didn't get to go home, and she wants to come home. I th- I wish everyone could see the faces. I wish I, I, I totally. Teresa's face is so good right now. I did not mean to interrupt your flow of your story, though. Do t- no, 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 no. Because when I saw your faces, exactly. I'm feeling time, it. Okay, I'm feeling right, it. So at the time, you're like, well, my mom or even my dad. Mm-hmm. But less because I had already experienced it with my mum and I hadn't experienced it before, my dad's a different issue. The feelings were different. But for my mum for that first time, seeing my mum before she passed, mm-hmm. then seeing her as she had just passed, then two weeks later seeing an embalmed body in a coffin and the coffin was open mm. in the house. So the coffin came in and I remember coming down the stairs and my mind was going, I don't think you should go to the coffin. I don't think you should do this. And then the other half of my mind was like, if you need closure, I think you need to see her. Mm. To this Mm. day, I don't really know what I should have done. There's regrets (laughs) on both. Because I got to the coffin and I literally was like, can I swear? Yeah, (laughs) please. I, I I was like, what the fuck? what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is not my mom. And I, in my head, I was like, this isn't, no. So, so there's somebody else. This is not the woman who birthed me, who loved me, who hugged me, who told me off, who did it. This is not the same woman. It is yeah. such a different. Yeah. There's nothing there there's anymore. Nothing there. It's an empty shell. An empty vessel. And that's when I start becoming a little bit more spiritual. Cause I'm like, that is just casing. The person who I was in love mm. with and cared for me is more than this, is the energy of what she is. And, and, and she's out here, there, wherever. But this casing is no longer could keep her energy. So I still take comfort in that rather than going, I do believe in yeah. moving on. I don't believe if your energy, we are energy and yeah. we are electric and we have, we're firing pulses. I don't believe that dies. Dark energy doesn't die. So nope. um, I'm, spiritual in that regard but yeah, yeah um, see no that's fascinating it's so bizarre my mom again it was different for both my mom and my dad but we lived in a small town and even it was kind of silly when my dad turned 40 his dental office was right next to our dear friends who had a funeral home like their son used to paint our house or mow the grass in the summer like we were and my parents were in like bridge club with them and they like you know like they were they saw each other they were close yeah the funeral home director came over and measured my dad for a casket that day as a joke as an over the hill and then like within the next couple years he passed nobody saw that coming like it was just a funny little like the fact that he was a funeral director like it's the thing that they like it was just supposed to be funny absolutely right and so at that time then though when my mom passed the son had now taken over the funeral home but again still knew us so well and i don't know who did the embalming i don't know who does that but again it's a small town i am hard pressed to believe they don't they didn't know my mom Totally. Because there was a way that they placed her hands that was exactly how she always held her hands. And I like it took my breath away for a second because I was like, I almost wanted to like poke her and be like, wake up. Hello. (laughs) Like this looks to like you did this, which is Mm -hmm. the only reason that I'm like, maybe she did pass away in bed because again, it was kind of how she slept. She like always clasped her little hands to her. It was so cute. And so like it was very sweet, but like it's interesting just to think about that casket. Now, one of my British friends, they are having an open cast. They had a funeral for her grandmother who unfortunately Uh, passed. And again, there's regulations uh, and things like that. For the COVID. Mm. 
But this is something that we had in common and we had talked about it. So when my mom passed, she had some very funny things that she always used to do. Like at Christmas, she would dress up in like a red sweatsuit and tape cotton balls to her face and then like be a little bit tipsy on margaritas and give kids gifts out of a pillowcase. Like it was very funny. It originally apparently started with canned food. Like she just was drunk and like thought this would be very funny. And then it continued like it still continues now. She's like, it's my yeah, thing. Like one year she tried to do sock Santa in which she just used two socks for the beard. And everyone was like, no, ma'am. No, that's no. disquieting. We don't prefer <laughs> it. She's like, I don't have cotton balls. And we're like, but never again. And so um, like, it's the very funny thing. Like we have pictures. So we snuck some cotton balls into the casket. Oh. And then she like in my family and the extended family on my mom's side of the family, we have this is so especially now that I live in L.A. And this is actually a problem. Sometimes we have little rubber cockroaches that the family will stick in things. So like you'll find it in your food. Oh, you'll find it in your yeah. Again, like as it, so like, you find it yeah. in the casket. Yeah, and so we snuck a couple in the casket. I'm like, go go <laughs> cause some hilarious. mischief on the other side. So my friend was saying, that right? She was like, we, we snuck a pack of cigarettes into Grand's casket. No. Did either of you have stuff that you snuck in, or is this? Oh no, no, no. I wished. <laughs> I wish. No, no. And I w- no. I, I I don't even know what I would have snuck into my mom. Mum's one. My dad, it would have been my roll-ups. I would have given my dad alcohol. My dad would have been, I would have, because he was an alcoholic. His whole time. He died from alcohol. And now he can drink what he wants. Yeah, my dad did a lot of drinking. I'd be like, listen, you lived and died. Here you go. Here's some more. Is there a specific thing you would have given him? Like, did he have a favorite? Oh. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think it was all of it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, everyone? I mean, I'll just give him a, a, you know. Mini pack, one of those Flask. airport yeah, yeah. duty free yeah. things. Yes, minis. Yeah. I mean, this makes sense. Like, my mom was diabetic. She was she had type one diabetes from mm. when she was a kid. Mm. And when we did our family ceremony out at the lake, where we spread her ashes oh, and things like that. Yeah. One of my aunties like took a red solo cup and she filled that with all this booze and all these things that my mom could like. And then she literally mixed in some of her ashes and walked oh, it out to that yeah. sandbar <laughs> and then like poured it out. Love. And because now you can drink whatever you forever. want. You don't have to worry yeah, about it. Forever. Yeah, forever. Absolutely. You're good. The limitations are gone. You know, you, you did the hard yeah. part. I, I, I don't know what I would have done for my mother's, but for my daddy, yeah, it would have been his roll-ups because he used to smoke roll-ups and it would be a nice. bottle and it would be Jamaican rum if I had, if yeah. I was going to do that. Yeah, I should, we should have done that. That's silly. I didn't Redo. I, I mean, mean you can't get it in the casket, but you, you pour, you it, pour out. it out. Well, we yeah. did at the funeral. I, we always do a pour out. So that was definitely done. Wonderful. And every year I do a pour out to them on their anniversaries. Every year um, I go and have a drink. I'm so interested in people's process and their traditions that they do or these things to, for themselves. So like, this is something you do yeah, yearly for your parents. I've, I've made their, well, not so much my dad's, my mum's, my mum died on April the 9th. I moved to LA on April the 9th. Um, so I've done kind of things that I, I, I've kind of, yeah, I kind of orchestrate some things to, to show, though I'm celebrating their, their life and their death, I'm also moving on with my life um, yeah. in response to them giving me life. And also they wouldn't want me to be sitting at home or sitting at my family home for the rest of my life moping around. Yeah. So I've always tried to make um, something of their, their anniversaries. So yeah, 
every year. So not only am I celebrating being here for whatever many years it will be um, on that day and, mm. and also her passing. Um, on my dad's, I, I always go and go for a drink. Nice. More for my dad than I do for my mom. But because my dad was the drinker, so I'm like, well, this is for you. Yeah. And I'd always buy an extra one. I, I mean, I do end up drinking them both, but I always <laughs> buy one and set it down as if I put my dad a drink, drink mine, and then yeah. cheers and drink his. So yeah. I love that. So do that every I want to do that. Do you have conversation? No, not at the, no, not out loud in my head, but I do that all mm. the time though. Yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. I still talk to him yes. or I'll do something and be like, yes, mom, I know. Like those kinds of comments. <laughs> I know. I can hear you. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I relate to that very yeah, deeply. Same. For sure. Do you guys do anything? I do nothing, actually. And now I'm like, God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> hey, there's nothing Absolutely wrong with you. Not. But I do think that I think that there's a I think that there is a process thing that happens when you're as young as you were. Yeah. yeah. And because your parents passed so oh my God. Yes. near each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I wasn't old enough to be able to know to make a tradition, you know? Totally. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. Whereas, like, I'm just a person who does that. Like, I, yes. I celebrate their birthdays and I celebrate the anniversaries of their passing. Like, yes. my dad's birthday was just this last weekend. And, yeah. oh, thanks. Happy birthday, Dad. I know. He shares a birthday with Whitney Houston and he loved me her so too. fucking so much. Me and dad would have got on right yeah oh my god totally and so i'm like he also was the worst singer in the world sorry dad but it's absolutely the truth (laughs) and i do giggle that i'm like i hope he is up there like having a duet and miss whitney is like sweetly rolling her eyes at like oh this man has so much passion and so little oh my god i love that (laughs) he is so tone deaf like I just and I've I've talked about this before, but like my mom had this thing that she's like, I feel like when people pass, there's she's like they're on the big mm. couch upstairs. They're all like at a perpetual just like party with their favorite yeah. people, where like they're either in conversation and sitting and chilling and or like dancing. They're whatever their their thing that lit them up the most was. She's like, when I go, you can imagine me reading a book mm. in the corner at a party because right. that's what I wanted to be yeah. doing. Love that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just Dude. living life. I get it. Yep. Yeah. Totally. But so my dad loved cooking and so um did a shop from the asian grocery store the other day before his Mm. birthday to like make something with lotus root because i've never cooked with lotus root before and i'm like have an adventure but i love cooking thai food like marking that occasion absolutely i didn't i mean i didn't start doing like i never marked my mum's like I do now. And I don't know if that's because I moved to LA mm. and and rather than the market. When did you move to LA? 11 years ago. Okay, from, okay. Yeah, so 2009. Uh, 2009? Yeah, 2009, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But when I go back to England, I'm like, I have no idea where anything is in London anymore. I, so many times my mates are like, so meet us at so-and-so. And I'm like, where, how do I get there again? Where is that? Like, Ugh, someone is where did you grow up Wembley. in London? Just um, Wembley Stadium is probably the oh, okay. biggest um, or the, mo- the most known. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, landmark? Landmark. Oh, my God. My brain. Landmark. <laughs> yes. Um, Wembley Stadium. And if it makes you feel better, when I go home to my small town, they've built new roads, like different highways. And ha- I half the time I have to call my brother and I'm like, I think I overshot the exit. He's like, you lived there for half your life. And I'm like, it's, it's so different. different. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, I only drove there oh, for two see, years. No, I mean, I lived there until I was 30, 
See, now I'm starting to age myself by telling you all these different dates. No, I'm like, you oh, don't have to tell. Uh, just say some number. I lived there for many years. Many a year. And yeah. But still, things so change much. so much in a big city. Like, that's not no, surprising. So much. So, do you have anything um, specifically like for your. I know you celebrate their anniversaries. Do you do anything for your birthday to almost like honor them being there with you still? Or is that something that's solely a their birthday thing? It's their birthday thing. For my birthday. Cool. No, that no, I don't. Um, I, yeah, there's no, no, no right no, or no, wrong no, answer totally. to that. Yeah, Just, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I've been like, doing it. I know, I was like, so, so pensive looking. I'm like, no, no, it's not a... <laughs> Whatever's fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, was I supposed to be doing some stuff? No, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Uh, I saw that look. I'm like, no, no, I did some curious. <laughs> no, for my birthdays, no. For their birthdays, definitely. Or anniversaries and birthdays. Mm. Christmases, yeah, th- yeah, those kinds of times. I think Christmas is the only time where yeah. I, yeah. where I feel it more than any other holiday. I mean, I mean of course, because it's a family holiday. Oh, yeah. And we don't have Thanksgiving. We don't have Thanksgiving. So right. that's not something right. that I... Um, um, even now when I have Thanksgiving it's not it's not something I think about them because it's just for me it's like oh it's a Thursday and it's a chance to have some turkey great let's do it but I mean yeah. Thanksgiving is really kind of about like and listen, problems exactly. with America so listen there's so I many wouldn't, I wouldn't attach any family no. meaning to it if you totally. can help it <laughs> totally so do you ever feel do you ever feel that like I know you were talking about how Christmas you can feel mm. the loss maybe more it uh, feels a little bit more raw on those holidays Mother's Day and Father's Day too. Yeah, Mother's Day and Father's Day. We've talked about that too. Mm. But um, since you're a performer as well, I don't know. I've, I've had instances where, you know, I get out of a play mm-hmm. and I did a really good run of that. That show was a good one. Mm-hmm. And someone else's parents come up to me mm-hmm. and give me a hug and they're loving uh. on their kid and they're being like, we're so proud of you. And they come up to me, <laughs> we're your parents. They should be so proud of you. And I'm like, well, fuck. now yes. I'm feeling horrible. Yes. They should be, but it's not feasible. Especially in the beginnings of um, their passing. That was a major thing. Envy, a lot of envy, a lot of jealousy of going, their parents Mm. can come and see them. And mine, though they're here, I will never get their validation um, for what I've done and what I've achieved. Yeah, I feel feel that a lot. I feel that for nearly every job I do, that I can't call them out. Amazing, like your resume is beautiful. It's mwah. I I would love to have it. Um, (laughs) You can have it. And you're a remarkable human, so. Thank you. Thank and you so guys. I just yes. know, like, I've felt that before. But yeah. just in, you know, like, in, in no, we are empathetic beings, right? Yeah. Being artists. So I don't know. I know my life trajectory has totally been changed, yeah. I think, by Me too. the traumas of my yeah. childhood with my parents. And I don't think, I don't know if I would be an actor or performer in this this realm if it hadn't happened. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't, if my both my parents had still been alive today, I don't know if I would have stuck to it as long they were both very um champion of it but not really like they would prefer me to be in a stable job and obviously you know (laughs) of course but they sound like parents they sound like parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah no parent wishes this for their child are you kidding exactly unemployment (laughs) yeah skin all the time and coming to beg me for money we don't want that yeah (laughs) 
Like, I don't think I would have moved to LA because I think I, yeah, I, can't, I, that I too. often have run the conversation through my head, like the phone call with my dad mm-hmm. or the conversation mm. with my dad. He would have been like, okay, but how are you going to, how are you going to mm. afford that? How are you going to make that happen? Whereas my mom was like, I literally said to her, millions of people live there. It can't be right. impossible. And she was like, all right, you want me to drive with you out there? And I was like, yes. And lovely. it happened, yeah. right? It's a thing. It is lovely. Like, it's such a, like, yeah. piece of support. And yet, I still had plenty of phone conversations with her where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do for money right now. Like, Starbucks isn't paying me enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. and- <laughs> Totally. And you're like, I'm already doing 99 cent store food. What more can I do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I can't eat more ramen. Yeah. Oatmeal starting to taste bad. Ugh, hate oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I always think if they were alive, what, what what would I be doing now? Would I be married? Would I have kids? Would, you know, there's a whole, right. yeah, mm-hmm. a whole feast of things that I um, think about. But yeah, no, my dad was really, my dad didn't believe I was going to move to LA, like for ages. I had to get the visa and I had to get the lawyer and I pay for it. And I did it not on the down low I just did it and he didn't really ask me about it and then I got the visa and then I could so I came home and I was like because I was living with him because I needed to save up so I could move so I moved back home Mm. and I was like oh my visa's come through and he's like visa for what and I went because I'm moving to LA (laughs) and he was like wait you are (laughs) and I was like yeah and he was like I just thought that was just you chatting and I was like no I'm moving He's like, oh, and by this point, he's he's in a wheelchair. He's having carers. He's not as sick. He still obviously mm. has diabetes and stuff. And he was, you know, oh, okay. Um, and I said, and I listen. I sat him down, and I was like, this is why I have to go. And I don't want to leave you. And I know that you're sick and you, you have carers. And he was like, no, 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 no. Never stay for me. I don't want you ever to stay for mm. me. I want you to do what's right for yeah. you. And if this is what you want to do and this is your dream, do it. I moved from Jamaica to here so that I could have children, so that I can support them and give them a better life. I've done that. Your turn. Go do your thing. Oh, so that's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's and brilliant. and that keeps me going and happy and feeling support even when they're not around, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. So lovely. Well, yeah, yeah I was like, we have been we talking have, for a I long know, time. So we have, we have, which we'll just have you on again sometime because yeah, this you're was a lovely. delightful guest. Thank you. So much ground to cover. Do you want to do the game? Yes. Oh, there's a game. Yeah, I don't know if, if you've heard, but we no, do a little game. It's a game. So it's called Could You Just <laughs> Not? <laughs> Could you just not? Okay. Just a little moment to, you know. A little rant. Rage about something, a little rant, a little, like, moment of, okay. you know, people have brought up in the past, like, uh, could you just not complain about your parents annoying you too uh, much? When it's like, oh, I don't have them. So, do you have one this week, Clarissa? I never have one. I'm always, I we always, we always hit this point in the podcast and I sit there going, <laughs> God damn it. I didn't think about this at all again. God damn it. And again, like it can, it can even be a, a new take on an old classic. So if that's the one that you feel this week and you want to go with it, like what I say, no, 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 no. So just think about it. We'll okay. we'll do our example yeah. ones for or ours first, and yeah. then you can jump okay. in. So don't feel like you had to. Oh, I think I have one. You do? Yeah, All kind right. of. Then here is Clarissa's. Could you just not? Let me, let me make sure the wording makes sense and okay. that it doesn't come out of my mouth, and then everyone goes, "Please explain." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like what? Because it feels it. Feels Feels like that right now. Yeah, which is fine. Okay, fine. So um, could you just not question why I am changing my life for my health, i.e. moving? Could you just not... (laughs) Could you just not 
think that everything is okay in the world right now and pretend like I'm the crazy one for trying to find a place of refuge. That. Yes, I love that. Well done. Yeah. So you're like, I have lost people. I have seen death. I don't well, want that's to. The thing. Uh, it's feasible. I was talking to one of my cousins and this is not, he didn't say any of this stuff, but like he was kind of alluding to COVID's not real. And I was like, you and I have both lost parents. If there is a chance we can save someone from having to go through that don't you think we should and he was like oh yeah you're right and i was like that's all you have to know about all this is if you can help someone not go through what we have gone through then fucking do it absolutely like and all we're asking you we're not asking you to like give away all your savings live under a bush um we're literally asking you to stay in your yard watch netflix and wear a mask like yeah this is the simplest of simple things that you know i just absolutely i'm with you on that could you just not that's my pet peeve right now yeah um mine is could you just not um but this doesn't work in the um scenario it's more like can you just mind your business there are too many karens out here who Mm. there's too many people i was in the park by myself with a friend no i wasn't by myself i was with a friend we were both exercising but separate from (laughs) each other not wearing our masks there was no one around us right and you're allowed not to wear your mask at that particular point when you're exercising no one was around us i need to reiterate no one was around us We went to a particular part of the park. No one was there. We're working out separately, not facing each other, facing each. So we're doing the thing we're supposed to be doing. All of a sudden, this guy walks past with his dog. Could you put your mask on? Because they're going to shut down the park. We just both went, uh, 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 okay. And then we look around about 100 meters, 15 people working out together with no masks. Did the man go over to that person, to that group? And ask him to put their mask on? No. He just felt the need to come and tell us <laughs> that we had to put our mask on, even though we were following guidelines. So that would be mine. Mind your business. Mm. <laughs> Could you mind your business? Could you just not bother me? Seriously. Could you please? Yes. <laughs> that would be mine. <laughs> You just not mine mine that i thought of for this week was because i feel like mine are always in terms of mm. death and dying and grief um so mine was could you just not ask about the value of the things in my dead family members house oh, when they're barely in the ground yes. or even like when it comes to having to do the estate or yes. these things like could you just not have dollar signs in your eyes? Like somehow I am just mm-hmm. raking in the money because I got mm-hmm. a dead parent. Capitalism. And that's somehow an ap- like oh, okay thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like that's yes, my, could agree. you just not? Could you just not think you know And also those people know. who are like, have never heard from them. And all of a sudden they've come out the woodwork. You're like, and you are? Oh, I'm your second, second cousin, cousin, removed aunt, uncle. And you're like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. You know, those family members that only show up at a funeral with cookies and you're like, why are you? I've never heard your name. Never heard of your name. Never, never seen your face. You bet. Pull up, pull up the ancestry. Yes. All right. Pull up ancestry.com. Show me where you are. Actually, I don't know you. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to pull up the phone bill. Let's see if your number appears on any of the phone bills. No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yep. So that's my, could you just not? Could you just not? Perfect. Do that. Dan, you have been such oh, a lovely thank guest. You, thank so you for the wonderful. Invite. This was 
I could just talk for another 20 hours. So Honestly, let's have you yeah. on again sometime soon. Perfect. And because there is a lot of ground to cover and you. I feel like we just, oh, we only scratched you. the surface. So yes. Yeah. I love you ladies. This was such a, pl- this love was going to, I you. thought this was going to be daunting. And by this point I would have been breaking down and needing actual oh. therapy <laughs> this minute. But this has been lovely. And it's very therapeutic and lots of things that I hadn't thought about in so long has come up and I've been like, mm. oh yeah. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Good, because that's the point is we just got to get that's through it. it and together. we're trying to build a community where we can heal. And so also because grieving is so, it's so individual. Yeah. It's so individual. Um, yeah. And uh, I, w- um, I, I don't know how to say this. It's going to sound crass and horrible, but my grieving process, like some people who grieve are depressed for years and never truly can move forward for whatever that reason being mm. guilt or whatever. And I feel that I have been, I, don't, I hate the word to say lucky, but... But that I have kind of, I, I can, I can function and I can talk about these things and, yeah. and talk about these feelings and of something that is truly something that has left a hole in my heart and will fe- never be filled. I know it will never be filled. And, yeah. um, yeah. But knowing that I can laugh about these things and also cry about them and just feel, you know, this is life and this is what was dealt to me and I'm dealing with it, you know? Yeah. So thank you for letting me feel that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you for sharing it with us. Beautifully said. Is there any, do you want any? Oh yeah, where can people find you? Do you, you? want to like promote anything? Are you have stuff that you coming up? I, I, am, I don't have anything coming up because of freaking covid that's fair that all out down where where can they find you on the social media yeah. they can find me on instagram um my instagram handle is at busty bloom um, yes that was a handle that uh was my first email address and before instagram became instagram i was like oh, i'll just use that and now when i have to tell people i'm like oh i should really change that <laughs> handle no let <laughs> it like, should i start my only fans now yeah. Yes. Um, Why not? Fans only or whatever it's called. <laughs> I mean, can we get it sag done so that we can make health insurance money? Oh yes. <laughs> the naps to that. Oh. Well, please look her up. She's incredible. Some such a great canon of work to look at, and so much more to come. I have no doubt. Yes. We'll I see you so. again on this podcast. So. I am Thank sure. You. Thank you. Yes. for inviting me, ladies. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your abandonment issues. Yay. We'll see y'all next week. See you next week. Bye. Grab your sights, grab your tissues We're here to laugh and cry And talk about abandoned issues Grab your sights, grab your tissues We're here to laugh and cry And talk about abandonment issues Grab your tissues We're here to 